Greetings and welcome. Gentlemen, good day to be live. I thought I'd give you some sweet hat action in honor of Thursday. It's just, it's just a great honor. I thought I'd start this highly esteemed Greg posting show with a conservative talk show flavor. Outrage, freaking outrage, guys. Can you believe, gang? First, a show a word from our sponsors at Birch Gold. And uh, please. You know, I was just thinking about this whole thing of uh, outrage. You know, you, you watch any conservative news, any conservative talk show host, it's like, oh my gosh, you won't believe what the clowns are doing. You know, and it's outrage, 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 and fold. And and almost, you know, myself, like getting into that today with that whole uh, BlackRock thing, which is, uh, you know, a huge, big investment company, but, you know, pension, pension funds, which is captive money, uh, buying up huge amounts of family housing uh, to basically become a, a, a rental uh, overlord, a feudal overlord, if you will, um, with... You know this whole thing of of home ownership being a, a, a sure bet of the middle class uh, increasing in wealth. It's for a lot of people the only uh, inflation hedged asset, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's like, you know, you you read these stories, and a lot of them are like conservative articles, like, oh my gosh, outrage, you know, all this stuff. And and so this thing comes up, and you have like dystopian future, right? They're putting you in the liberal frame. They're putting you in the fear frame, you know, of like. This is going to happen. There's going to be no private property. There's, it's all, it's all going to be owned by the corporate oligarchs. Oh my gosh, you know all this stuff. And so you start like you start outraging, you start angering and stuff. It's like wait a minute, wait a tick, chaps, wait a bit, yeah, yes, bloody morons. You know this this whole this whole conservative game, Jared. Welcome, brother. This whole conservative game uh, relies on never fighting back on never taking action, just outraging, just grifting. You know, if I can, if I can uh, point at the left, get everybody angry, then I'll have people come and sponsor my show. Uh, and everyone's kind of happy because I'm getting my guys uh, demoralized, outrage and fold, right? So I'm, I'm taking them out of effectiveness in their local area doing their thing. So like, so I had to like reframe, you know, cause we're still stuck in these conservative old mindsets. You know, we have to reframe when we catch ourselves. You know, so I caught myself and I was just like, you know, this, this whole thing of like, I'm not a victim. I'm not a victim of some huge pension fund. I'm not a victim of these corporate elites. I'm not a victim uh, of the Zionists. I'm not a victim of the banks and the Fed. I'm not a victim. Like, yeah, they're doing stuff. Yeah, it sucks, but I'm not a victim. I'm blessed. I'm a king on earth. Like God, God loves me. He has a plan for me. And this is pretty much the story. You know, we have to have a kind of a, a promised land mindset, a chosen people mindset. We are the chosen people now. We are the chosen people now, you know, and this is nothing new for, for the history of, of biblical history, you know, of people being uh, beset on by feudal overlords who are a bunch of douches uh, intent on, on destroying the image of God, which is Christian families uh, and peaceful and prosperous societies for, for the majority of people, for the middle class, if, you, if you'll call it that. And so, you know, we get to this place of like, wait a minute, I am blessed. I am blessed. I'm not cursed. For a lot of us, we're still in this place of being cursed. You know, we think we're cursed. And so anyone who offers us a cursing, anyone who offers us a cursing, we're like, 
yes, please curse me. Please punish me. I deserve it so bad. White people are so bad. I'm so bad, you know? And so we, we, we deflect from what God is calling us to do, calling us to believe. You know, David was a man after God's heart. Why was he a man after God's heart? Because he didn't fold to demoralization porn. He didn't fold to outrage uh, and fear-mongering and grievance-mongering. It's like, this is what God said. I will, I will either wait on God or I will act uh, and do what I know I'm, I'm meant to do. And a church, big Ava, yeah, this freaking Wi-Fi. Uh, Clown Saul, who owns all the, the institutions, Fed, banks, media, seminary, academia, like he is the owner of all the hierarchy, all the institutions. He persecutes David and tries to kill him, right? Sound familiar? That's us, right? So out we go into the desert places. What is the desert places? It's not the cool, hip, polite society, right? It's politically incorrect. You're a pariah. You're out. You're out of, of gentle, genteel society. And even out there, the dude's blessed. He's like, man, if, if we have to be in the desert, this is where we have to be. God is, God is, I'm God's chosen guy. I'm God's guy. And Jeffs, we have to have that mindset. We have to have the mindset of, you know, I'm not some victim. I'm not some orphan. I'm not some cursed guy who deserves to be punished. Like, no, God loves me. Jesus Christ paid an atoning blood for me that I'm no longer cursed. You know, I am now God's son. And, and so now whether I'm in the desert or I'm in the palace, my enemies will be crushed under my feet. God will, will bring my enemies to be crushed under my feet. So it's a great mindset shift. So what do we do when we read an article, you know, like this BlackRock thing, buying up properties? Drongo, welcome, brother. You know, what do we do when we, we you know, Ben Shapiro and Stephen Crowder and uh, Fox News and all these guys just outrage and, and fold, outrage and fold, outrage and fold? You re, number one, stop watching them. You know, it just come, came up in my, in my timeline and by God, I took the bait. But it's good to just mark and reframe anyway. So what we do is we're like, okay, are you speaking to accursed people? Are you speaking to victims? Are your, is your audience a bunch of victims? Is your audience a bunch of cursed white boys who have, who have no plan? Are you giving them a plan? Are you giving them action? Are you giving them a way out of grievance, a way out of victimhood, a way out of despair? Or are you just telling them that, oh, this is, this is bad, gang. We need to, this is just... Uh, push like on my show, subscribe and birch gold. You know, like what's the, what's the action plan? You know, what are you, what are you doing other than just helping people outrage better? It's again, it's, you know, we had, we have ideological masturbation of the libertarians. This is like outrage masturbation. It's like, it's, it's terrible, you know, but, but we fall into it because we, we have nothing else. You know, we think they are our guys fighting the battles. It's like, they're not fighting anything. They're, they're taking the army before, you know, Battle lines are drawn up. There's there's Goliath. There's all the Philistines. We've got you know a few little few little chosen boys, and there's Ben Shapiro and Stephen Crowder and all the Fox News guys. And you're like, I don't know, gang. You know, I just freaking Philistines, man. They're gonna you know you just the free market guys. If the Philistines want to come over here and take our crops, guys. I mean, we've got to. I don't know, guys. If we just want to take our crops and stuff, I mean, it's a free market, guys. If they, if it's a, a fair price, I mean, you know, and it's like total demoralization. It's like. You know, David comes along and he's like, who is this guy mocking our God? Who is this, this heathen who's going to be crushed under our feet? Who is this guy insulting and offending my God? That's what we want. We want a guy who's like, who is this, this 
clown, this institution uh, coming in the way of, of our God and our people. And we've got a way out. We've got action. We're going to go hard. We're going to go do stuff. Kilmatic, welcome, brother. And so, and so that's it for us. You know, no black pills, no black pills, no victimhood. Anytime you feel a black pill, anytime you feel victimhood starting to come over you, outrage or folding, number one, switch that crap off. And number two, reframe. I am blessed. I am a king. God loves me. God is real. God sees me in secret. Matthew 6, 6, God sees me in secret and he rewards me openly. You know, so many of us chaps, we feel alone. We feel like no one sees us. God is God. What are you doing leaving us here in, in this mess? You know, I believe that for a long time, this whole thing of like, oh God, if you'll just come back and save us, if you'll just rapture us, oh God. And like God's there. It's like, no, you're my man. You're my David. You're my boy. I've put you in such a, you know, chaps, you know, a lot of us as well. We're like, man, I wish I was born during World War II. Or I wish I was born in the 1880s or it's like, no, for such a time as this, God has us here for such a time as this because we're not victims. We're kings. It's just that our scale of operation is not DC. Our scale of operation is not uh, global level politics, global level economics, global level media. Our, our scale of operation is in the desert, our local area, our little podunk, nothing, no name place, no name people. You know, that's the thing. You see all these guys, they have no love of people, no love of place. You know, they, they couldn't care less that our people are being are being uh, oppressed by clowns, are being enslaved by clowns. It's like, no, 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 we love our people. We love our place. And even to an extent, chaps, we have to let go of this thing of America or South Africa or whatever empire you're from. The empire is not a people. The empire is a governing, a governing institution, an entity run by clowns. You can't, yes, you can, you know, God bless America. I love America. But what I'm, what I'm saying when I say I love America is I love my people. I love my place, my local right diaspora. That's my people, my America. So we need to start delineating what it is that we love and what it is that we're, we're working towards, that we're building towards, that we're, we're sacrificing for. It's not America of the Federal Reserve, America of the mainstream media, America of even these conservative bloody cucks, coward demoralizers. Their America is in the Middle East. You know, their America is whoever will give them the most money to, to say whatever they need to say. I'm taking my sweet clown hat off. I repent. You're not a clown hat. You're a great king hat. So this whole, this whole thing for me is like, man, we love our people. We love our place. That's one of the first things, you know. Let's say you only lose when you give up and die. When you go lie down and die. You know, there's that famous scene in, in Austin Powers where Nigel Powers confronts the guys and they're like, Oh my gosh. And he's like, just lie down, just, just lie down. And they like lie down and pretend they die. And that's us with, with these clowns, with, with the news, with media, with all of these things. We're like, okay, I'll, I'll just lie down 400 years. Even if all of our stuff got taken away and we're enslaved in Egypt for 400 years, you know, that whole kind of template. Do you know how much that would do for tribal belonging, tribal identity? You know, it's like all of our comfort has been stripped away and now we're just our people. You know, yearning for our place, calling out to our God, you know, whereas right now we're so spread out, so degenerately spread out that I'm not persecution. I'm not calling for slavery and stuff. I'm just saying that no matter the circumstances, whether we're in a desert being kicked out of the palace and we're in a desert or we're like Joseph in a prison and in slavery, God is still with us. God is, we, we only lose when we give up and die, when we lie down and take the beatings. 
And so this is why a, a cheerful heart is like medicine. And the clowns love despair. The clowns love grievance. The clowns love outrage. They love folding. You know, Ben Shapiro getting you to outrage, he, his clown masters are like, good, good, Benjamin. Yes. You know, it's like they want us to outrage because we're, we're dropping our hope. We're dropping our confidence in God. We're dropping our love for our people. We're dropping our love for our place to outrage over things that we don't even know. Outrage over things we'll never even see or, or, or touch or, you know. So, chaps, just this whole thing. Don't give in to the black pill. Don't give in to victimhood. You only lose when you give up, when you die and you take on the outrage and the despair and the nihilism and the grievance, you know. So we focus here on a vision. God, you put me in this place with these people. Okay, what is my gift to give? How can I go crashing my gift? You know, and so for so many of us, like money is a, it's an existential issue, you know, the, the earning of money. And, uh, and it's like, it's not evil. You know, the, the love of money is evil, the root, root of evil. Uh, but money is a great tool. You know, it's like, it's like the love of water is evil. It's like, I don't, it's, we have to understand this word love. You know, if, if I obsess over water, and I become like Bill Gates and buy up the biggest aquifer in all of America just to, oh my gosh, it's a terrible analogy. But money's not evil. Water's not evil. Air's not evil. It's like, it's things we need to survive in this day and age. So who do we go to as our supply? It's God, right? And God has given us power to gain wealth, power to build wealth, power to contribute our gift. And our gift uh, makes room for us, makes uh, peace and prosperity for us. And so... I just want to encourage you guys of number one, let's start asking God, like, God, what is the best way for me to crush in this wealth, in this economic uh, institution or domain? And to really start trusting God for, for ways to give our gift uh, that are, are a store of value and a trade of value. And then second of all is the people that we're meeting in, in our local place, our local economy, you know, because that's it. As important as money is to you, it's important to the next guy. It's important to the next guy. And so you trading with them, you buying their their product or buying their service, a guy you know, or you can you can you can see him. He's Noah Bull, man. Like you're blessing that guy. What a blessing, you know. And and likewise, when people come and buy your product or buy your service, like they're blessing you, you know. And that's where you start feeling community. It's like, oh yeah, I buy from this guy every week. I buy from that guy once a month. And like you start you start being a blessing to people on a regular basis. And now you start to feel economic community in group community. So here's the thing with people in place, right? I really want to hit on this, chaps. Let's first buy what we can local. Buy what you can locally. Even if it's more expensive, chalk it up to generosity, chalk it up to in-group preference and tribe. Let's buy what we can locally. If you can't buy it locally, let's try find it in our diaspora. Find it with all of our Twitter tribe, all of the guys we know online who are like us on the same mission. Like, hey guys, do any of you sell this? Do any of you do this service or trade? Try and do it there. Only after you've exhausted those two options, then go to Clown World to get what you need. But but it's one of the biggest things is economic sovereignty, right? The clowns have institutional economic power. That's why they can have a huge hedge fund, a huge uh, pension fund, you know. A, and it's like they they pool all their money and they use it to further their in groups uh, mission. We need to start doing the same. Our our wallet is a in group tool. You know, so 
Let's carry on here. Kilmady, yeah, our people, history, and tradition. That's right. That's a love for that. Jared, regarding Blackstone, learn how to build your own home. It's not impossible. I built a house-sized workshop by myself to code. You can you can do it. Just takes time and effort. Our forefathers did the same. Yeah, man, and, I, and I'm extremely excited about that. You know, log cabin building, brick cottage building, you know, this this return uh, again to, to the simpler times of, you know, bunch of guys buy land together, uh, build your own houses. How awesome is that? You know? And again, not hippie commune stuff. Like we can all have property rights. You can all, you know, subdivide and, and all that stuff and have your own building development and do it all to code. But it's this thing of thinking like, Oh my gosh, Blackstone have just done it. They've stopped everyone. It's like, no, no, no this has been going on for a hundred years, you know, with corporate elites trying to, to, to steal wealth away from the middle class and keep, uh, keep power and keep uh, leverage away from the masses, you know, and not, that's not to fall into communism. That's not to fall into, uh, you know, economic Marxism. It's just a, it's a, it's a, a reality of, of the systems we've gone through of, of both uh, the capitalistic excess uh, as well as the kind of oligarchical power uh, blowout of a democratic system. You know, where, where democracy uh, just gets bought out, your electorate gets bought out, your legislators get bought out, uh, etc. It's like, yeah, that's going to happen. It's natural, you know? So it's like, how do we not become victims of that when we don't put all of our hope on it? You don't put your hope on this political system. You don't put your hope on this economic system. We build our own. We build our own tribe. You know, so much of our despair is that we feel helpless because we have no tribe. You know, you look at the Jews and it's like, well, they, they've got Israel to run away to. You look at the, the Irish or, or the Italians, it's like, you know, they've got little Italy and little Ireland. Uh, you know, you look at the at the um, the Greeks and the Portuguese, you look at the, the Mexicans, you look at the Somalis, like they have an in-group. And so even if it's a bunch of crap sitting in slavery, it's like we're in slavery together. And it's like, yeah, there's something about being together, not dying alone, not going through hard stuff alone. Whereas we're so atomized, we're so individualistic that it's like the slightest little bit of outrage and we're afraid the slightest little bit of fear porn and we're afraid because, oh my gosh, I realize I'm all alone, you know. Wesh Motorstein, welcome brother. Knock out 50 push-ups, yeah. Stick it to the clowns, boys. And that's it, you know, the, the next thing. So a cheerful heart is like medicine. You know, they want to see us depressed, nihilistic, alone. And so, so being optimistic, being hopeful is such... It's such a win. They can't crush our spirit. Second thing is our bodies. You know, chaps, it's really important to get out in the sun, to, to do, you know, get moving. You don't have to be freaking giga Chad, but just let's, let's enjoy. eat well, cut out the sugar, cut out the processed crap and, and just have a, again, it's not about, oh, you're, if you're not, if you're, if you're not giga Chad, you're a failure. It's like, no, 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 be on your way to giga Chad. If we never get to giga Chad, that's fine. Just be on your way to giga Chad. Same with being a millionaire local businessman. Like if you're not there, you haven't made it. It's like, no, no, be on your make it. That's fine. It's, are we on the journey? You know, for so many of us, it's like, it's in this meme culture, you, you're either a hundred percent the thing or you're LARPing. You're not, you're nothing. It's like, no, 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 you LARP your way there. And as long as you're on the way there, that's faith, right? Faith is I'm not there yet. So I'm action. Faith without works is conservatism. Faith takes steps you don't just zero to 100 it's like no no no. there's going to be 100 steps to get there 
We're supposed to understand. So I love listening. Love the optimism. Yeah, thanks, brother. That's good. You know, and that's it, man. We need to feed off each other. You know, we need to feed. I was chatting to to a mate and, you know, a lot of like, I'm, a, I'm an energy guy. I, I've got a lot of optimism and he's a resolve guy and a, and a hard work craft guy. And it's like, we need each other. All the different, you know, gifts, we need each other because like, man, comes down to it. The resolve guys, the graft guys get crap done. Uh, they just need sometimes, you know, a little pep talk to, to lighten things up a bit. All righty. Let's carry on with my sweet notes I got here. Yep. So we feel helpless because we don't have a tribe and, and the tribe there, you can, you can swap out for institution, right? So you look at BlackRock, it's an investment institution. Obviously it's both governmental and economic. So for us, we can't really uh, dabble in that realm and at that scale. And that's fine. We start our own at our scale, you know? So get a bunch of guys together. Again, whether it's three, four, five guys, 20 guys, whatever, if it's your local area, whether it's a diaspora project, but chaps, you know, you're all, it's like, let's buy land together. Let's buy old buildings together. Let's buy businesses together. And like, just like that, 400 mates and we're doing a raiding party. We don't really care what's happening in, in, in the palace anymore. We've got our mates. We've got our, our 400 mighty men and we're doing our own project. We're living our own life, you know, living our best life. YOLO. You only live. I'm going to say YOLO institutionally. YOLI. You only live institutionally. That's right. You know, without an institution, there is no life. You know, the libertarian uh, psyop is to get us to abandon institutions, abandon institutions, run away, abandon uh, cultural power, run away, abandon friendships, run away. And it's like, no, no, no. Like we want institutional power. We want a tribe. We want this diaspora and we have it. It's just a matter of faith into actions. And what are the actions? Again, chaps, it's not zero to tribe tomorrow, zero to Amish vision. And chaps, we fold, you know, because we'll, we'll get on Twitter, we'll get on Instagram, we'll get on YouTube, and you'll see some guy who's just freaking giga Chad at 21 years old, and he's in air, and he's got a farm, and he's, uh, you know, got 10 kids, and it's like, and we fold, because we compare ourselves to giga Chad, who you know, by blessing or by just miraculously amazing props to him, 10 talent amazingness is now Giga Chad. And it's like, we fold and we stop working. Chaps, what you do when you see Giga Chad, you admire him. You say, God bless that guy. One day, there goes I. And we give our little one gift and we carry on plodding. We plod towards Giga Chad. We don't, we don't fold and, uh, you know, but that's our, our, our Instagram, Twitter, Life is we compare ourselves to someone else and just faking it for, you know, not faking it, but it's like, here's our hats in the desert. And we're like, man, type a message. Hey, man, love this. Taking this as my testimony. Hey, man, good on you. Crushing. Awesome. God bless you. One day, there I go. You know, and, and then we work our little one gift unto the Lord. So I just want to encourage us, chaps. We don't have... 400 year Amish tribe yet, but we're starting. We are the pioneer generation. We are the founding fathers of this diaspora, local, right, patriarchal, tribal uh, community, tribe, institution, whatever you want to call it. And that's a great honor. It's also a great burden because we don't see, you know, that first Amish dude who decided to come to America, he didn't see the, he didn't see what it is now, 400,000. Amish freaking kings just crushing 
buying up land, making babies, selling to English, wearing sweet SS officer suits. Like he didn't see any of that. He just knew like, hopefully one day this will be something. He had faith. And then he plodded along and, and now there they are. So that's us. We are at the start of this whole thing. And we just got to plod, chaps, with our health, plod along. With our relationships, marriage, family, plod along. You know, with our vocation, our domain, the institutions that we're working, just plod along. And it's like, out of this resolve, see, this is the resolve, guys. I can be the optimistic guy. I can be the, the encourager. But it's going to take tons of you chaps just resolve, resolve, resolve. And like, this is glorious. You know, and it only, you know, 10 years from now, we look back and we're like, wow, that's pretty amazing. But when you're in it, feels like crap. feels like, God, am I the only guy? Am I the only one? And it's like, I think that's what I'm trying to encourage you guys. Is like, no, no, no. There's 7,000 of us. There's 7,000 of us just building, building, building. And that's what's so exciting is because when you, if you lose that perspective, you want to go do Boogaloo at the state capitol. Because you're like, I don't want to do 400 years worth of Amish community building. I want now. And it's like, you know, 400 years of, of Amish community building, the Amish are still going to be here in another 400 years. Whereas when you go Boogaloo at the state capitol, you know, within, I don't know, what was it? From 17, 1780 to 1860. So 80 years, 80 years, boom, your nation's gone. You know, welcome to empire. Welcome to globalism, subversion. Uh, you know, so the American nation only lasted 80 years because they wanted it now. They wanted it quick. They didn't want to build institutional long game. You know, and, and obviously that's a whole rabbit hole. I'm just, I'm just applying it to that template for where we are now because so many guys are pushing back to that of like either re-revolution, founding father vibes or re 1860 civil war vibes. And it's like, guys, Amish are crushing. Let's be neo-Amish. Let's go the long game. Uh, West Pakistan, thoughts on spiritual gifts from the Holy Spirit? What are yours? Yeah, I, you know, I enjoy, I enjoy all sorts of uh, archetypal stuff. I enjoy, uh, you know, the, the whole, uh, you know, fivefold giftings and all, all of that stuff. Um, what I, you know, what, what's been very interesting for me, I grew up like charismatic. Uh, I didn't grow up. I grew up agnostic. I, I, I got saved into a charismatic church in my teenage years. And so, you know, the whole Holy Spirit thing became a very, not, I don't want to say the whole Holy Spirit thing. The Holy Spirit is God, the Lord Holy Spirit. But when I say the Holy Spirit thing, what I mean is the, the Pentecostal charismatic church puts such a huge emphasis on us versus them is through manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and I lived like that, man. You know, it's, it's been only recently that I've, I've like this, the scales fell from my eyes of like, we divide ourselves on the wrong. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is a very personal, a very personal, uh, it's not a salvation issue. You know, guys can be cessationist uh, or they can be Pentecostal. It's not, not a salvation issue. Guys can manifest gifts of the spirit or they can be a cessationist. It's not a salvation issue, but it's a, it's a very much in the church circles. It's a purity spiraling, cut guys out. Don't touch them with a 10 foot pole. And so for me, man, I just want to, I just want to set that up for us, set this frame up for us is that there's tons of guys who are charismatic and Pentecostal who are on the same track as us. There's tons of guys who are cessationist uh, and are on the same track as us. And the moment we start making the, the Holy spirit, a salvation issue or a tribal issue, boom, we start infighting and cutting each other out. 
So I'm, you know, I personally am, am, I believe in the manifestation of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but it's not a requirement uh, for tribe. You know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a great thing to understand. Like, why are we, why are we, why can we get along with like super cessationist Baptist Presbyterian guys? Uh, and why am I not, you know, cause for the longest time I was like in the whole Bethel Hillsongy kind of flow, you know, that was like the church that I was saved into. And like, you know, you, you get to the place now, you're like, they're all freaking SJWs. Like they're, they're crazy clowns, you know, like what went on? But because of this, this frame that, well, well they're my guys. And it's like, no, 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 they're not my guys. They just happen to, they just happen to uh, have, you know, the same idea as me on the Holy Spirit. And that's it. Everything else is clown world, put on lipstick and a freaking squeaky nose. And Canadian, welcome, brother. Ride or die. Yeah, that's our, the ride or die diaspora. There we go. So, yeah, where, where was I going with all of this? Where was I going? So history is a long game. You know, you look at, at the history of the Bible. That's what I love, man. Reading the Old Testament just gets me jacked. Like, I love it, man. Reading, you know, from Genesis through all the line of the patriarchs, like you, for the first time, because our, our education system starts in 1939, <laughs> history, Genesis 1, clown Genesis 1, 1939, the world war started and it was good. That's where our history starts, you know, so our whole world is, you know, 80 years old. But when you read Genesis, you're like, whoa, like generation, 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 wicked king, righteous king, wicked king, righteous king, mighty man, clown, you know, desert, palace, slavery, kingship, like just crazy, like scope that has opened up uh, to our own lives. At what point we are in our own kind of lineage and history and, and in God's history, you know, again, we, we, the church history. You know, we like read all of that and we're like, oh, it's some fictional Lord of the Rings mythology. And it's like, no, I'm literally somehow slotted into this whole, like, we have to read ourselves into this, James. That's where being a chosen, excuse me, being a king, understanding that I am God's man, that I am chosen. I am reading myself into this story. And it's a huge thing, understanding this long engine of history. And that's how we stop folding. And it's how we stop outraging and freaking out because, you know, right before, uh, before we went to South Africa in, uh, when did we go to South Africa? 20, end of 20, end of 2019, beginning of 2020. I was like, oh, I don't want to miss the crash. Don't want to miss the crash because like, you know, I've been saving up cash because I think there's going to be a stock market crash. And so like, you know, you, you're, and then boom, this whole Rona thing happens. And then it's like, oh, don't want to miss the election. Don't want to miss the election. So we get back to America by the elections, you know, then the, when elections are coming up, you're like, Stock up on ammo. Stock up on ammo. Like, don't want to miss the boog. Don't, like, should we go? January 6th, are we going? Don't want to miss the boog. You know, and it's like, we're so, we're so short time preference. Um, and actually, like, everything just buffs out. Like, yes, there are flash moments. You know, there are flash points that, yes, you know, right place, right time. Uh, but, but we have to trust God to direct our steps and put us into those right moments and right times and, and that's the great thing of even reading, reading great biographies of, you know, the great British uh, generals and, and amazing things in British history and, and the royal families, you know, from like uh, 10, 11, 1200s. 
in, in England, it's like, you know, a dude, you're like, dude, you missed it. You weren't in England when the thing happened. And it's like, no, I'll get on a boat and come. Like Franco, right with the Spanish Civil War. Franco, he had he was in the desert. He the the main kind of liberal army top brass knew that he was kind of a a maverick, uh, and he wasn't going to be bucked to the clown system. He wasn't going to be uh, a clown, an NPC. So they kicked him out because he, but he was obviously a high-ranking officer and, and a man of amazing skill. So they couldn't execute him. They couldn't uh, discharge him. So like, fine, let's flick him out into the desert. And they put him on the freaking island, you know, like three days travel away from from Spain, off in the middle of the Atlantic Sea, to get rid of him. And even then, he wasn't uh, he wasn't the the guy in command of the nationalist forces. There was another general above him, you know. So when when the Spanish Civil War kicks off, you're like, ah. Sorry, Franco, you know, your delusions of being God's guy, you know, sorry, buddy, like you've missed it. You know, you're not the number one guy in the nationalist cause uh, and you're three days away on some crappy little island. Uh, and it's just crazy how God directs the steps. The, the general dies in a, in a plane crash. He somehow gets across to, to North Africa uh, and gets his troops and arrives and, you know, the rest is history. And obviously we're not all at that scale. We're not all going to play the 10 talent man game, but in my little one talent, I am a Franco, Franco energy in my one talent, in my local area. You know, and there's times where we feel like, oh God, I'm going to miss it. Oh God, I'm off in the backside of the desert on some island. I've, I'm not the top guy in my hierarchy. I have no institutional power. And it's like, no, 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 I'm God's guy. Uh, he'll get me to where he needs me to be. And we've got to have that mindset and we've got to be open. You know, it takes all the stress out of our lives. When things happen that, you know, things don't go right or things don't happen like you expected them to be, you know, don't, cr don't fold, don't crumple, don't, don't go into, oh God, oh. <laughs> just encourage yourself in the Lord and be like, all right, Lord, redirecting. You're redirecting my steps. I don't understand. You do. Uh, here I am. I'm a living sacrifice to you. I'm your man. I'll do whatever you want. I'm here uh, and you will lead me. And then have peace, chaps. Take a deep breath. Have peace. You know, because it's not up to us to be God and move all the chess pieces. And, and you know, like the, it's that whole like the one, you know, like there's one girl out there for me to meet. I was like, well, what if, you know, what if she marries some other dude? Now two people are out, you know, it's like, no, 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 guys, like God loves you. He's directing your steps. Yes. While he's directing your steps, you get to act and do and stuff. But he is moving you along on the conveyor belt of history. And it's it's up to us to enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride, chaps. Get a smile on your face. Do some push-ups. Eat some eggs and, and uh, you know, freaking enjoy the ride. Ride or die makes a lot of sense over there. All right, Lord, let's ride or die. You know, and that was Jonathan. Ride or die, you know. It's like, all right, Lord, there's some Philistines up on that hill. I'm a bearer. Let's go pick a fight. Ride or die. Like, if we go up there and God wants us to win, he'll, he'll help us out. And if we go up there and we don't, then God be praised and we die and we go to heaven. Praise God. Uh, Drongo, I think the tube is throttling my stream like they did with Owen way back. Just a heads up if bots or gamma start whining about buffering. Yeah, I think, uh, number one, I'm also out in the middle of the rural boon, boonie boons. Um, so I don't think my, my internet speed is freaking amazing. Uh, I foresee perhaps having to figure out something in the little town nearby, go stream in a, like rent a little office or something. 
Um, Limby Bando, welcome. What do you think of Catholicism? Yeah, you know, again, it's it's this whole thing for me, man. Like, I'm I'm personally not a Catholic, but there's some based trad cats out there who are based. You know, I freaking love it. Like, man, if a dude is crushing, I couldn't care less. Like, does he does he believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is a savior? Um, you know, even even to that extent, like, chaps, I can get along with a bunch of pagan right wing bodybuilders who are crushing towards patriarchalism and dominion, even though they don't uh, see Christ as as Lord. They are in the natural grace of that's where they're heading. And so I see it the same with Mormons. I see it the same with Catholics, with Orthodox, with us Protestant guys. Each, each group, each ideological uh, movement, whatever you want to call them, has its clowns, has its gammas, has its low lives, has its detractors. And each group has just absolutely based kings. We want to be friends with the based kings and don't straw man them by pointing to their clowns and be like, oh, but your Pope's a clown. And it's like, yeah, he's the clown of all clowns. Have you seen the Protestant clowns? There's a thousand Protestant clowns. Like, you know, it's it's the whole thing of a log in our eye and a, a speck in our brother's eye of like, you know, I'm not here to, I'm not here to, uh, I'm not a priest. There we go. This is a good distinction. You know, in a few of my previous videos, I've gone into this whole thing of domain uh, the domain of ministry, media, economy, and government. I'm not in the ministry domain. You know, I'm not here being a pastor. I'm encouraging you guys. I'm in the media domain. I'm here to encourage you guys as a Christian man, you know, so I will gladly, uh, be an example and encouragement, uh, a, a, you know, give you guys faith and hope and all this stuff, but I'm not a pastor. I'm not coming alongside you and, and discipling you through your life stuff and, you know, I believe we can all do that as Christian men. We we have that certain ability to, I can do that, but I'm not doing that. A priestly man, a, a pastoral man in the ministry domain is going to, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm spiraling here myself. My point is I'm not a priest. So I'm not here to be like, this is the one doctrine that we're all going to follow because priests will do that for their church, which is very healthy. It's very healthy if you run a church, if you're a pastor or a priest, or a missionary to be like, Hey guys, here's what we believe. And in order for this group to function very nicely, you know, and that's why I even have the, I have no problem with the schismatic nature of Protestantism, right? You don't agree with this guy. It's David and Saul. You don't agree with what, what this guy's doing with his church. Uh, like, yeah, you go start it. You go start a church. Just don't do it out of a place of grievance, victimhood, gamma-ness, do it out of a place of kingship of, I know God has called me to be in this ministry domain. I know God has anointed me uh, to be a sanctifier of men, to love men, to disciple men. And so, you know, this guy's not doing it right. And instead of fighting him for his crown, instead of trashing his name, I'm going to come to him honorably and say, hey, I love you. I bless you. I'm going to go start my own thing in the desert. No problem, because you're not trashing anyone. You know, so many dudes in the Protestant sphere, it's a split. It's a rift. You know, like, oh, he's the devil. No, he's the devil take half the people and they both think they're devils and everything sizzles out. It's like, no, no, no. Like, Hey, I don't agree with what's going on here. I bless you. I'm going to go do my own thing. Perfectly cool. All of this to say, I, you know, I, I foresee this, this diaspora, this local right patriarchal dominionist diaspora being full of pagan bodybuilder dudes who are, are uh, patriarchal and dominionist and in God's natural grace. Mormons, Amish, 
you know, Catholics, uh, Orthodox, Baptists, Presbys, you know, whatever you are, if you're, if you're patriarchal, if you're a localist, if you're a dominionist, and you're saying, I'm done with clown world, we're all going to ride the bus together to ride over the clowns and go, you know, and then once we've driven over the clowns, then we can start getting off the bus peacefully and honorably like, hey, man, it was great riding the bus with you. Uh, I just, I'm going to go do my thing now. It's like, great, man. God bless you. See you. See you. Like, I'm off down the road, you know, and, and I think that's what we struggle with on the right is this purity spiraling, this factional purity spiraling of like over priestly uh, purity gatekeeping, you know, which is fine in a church, in a local church. Uh, you know, it's why I counsel guys to not run as a political, uh, as a governor, as an open public Christian, because all the, all the gamma priestly boys are going to crucify you to their priestly standards while celebrating some pagan who's like, Oh yeah, I'm a Christian, but he's already at the top and he's already there. And they're like, Oh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. So anyway, what do I think of Catholicism? Dude, it's like, it's what do you think of, of the most based guy? You know, and that's it. There's tons of based, just dudes having like 10 kids, just crushing uh, in their domain. And it's like, awesome. Praise God for you, brother. You know, it's a funny thing, actually. There's a small town uh, in Indiana called uh, Oldenburg. Um, and we were looking at, when we were doing our rounds in this, in this region to, to figure out where to settle, uh, we drove through that town and we're like, this is beautiful. All the buildings are brick, uh, quaint Main Street. It's still quite small, like probably only, you know, 500 to 1,000 people. Uh, it's outside of a bigger town of like 15, maybe 10,000 people. But it's German style. So all the street names are in German. All the building styles are brick and German. They have like a German festival there every year. There's like, what's the center of the town? A huge Catholic church, a huge Catholic high school, and a huge Catholic convent type thing. And so it's like, okay, this town is built on faith and heritage, German heritage, Catholic faith. That's why it feels like a town. It feels like a tribe. Like, wow, this place is amazing. And my wife and I are like, this is it. We want to be here. Like, this is wonderful. Like, you just, you, you're like, is this, is this civilization, <laughs> you know? Uh, and my wife's got uh, German ancestry. Um, and, you know, us Anglos and, and Germans are, are a very uh, adjacent tribal uh, alignment. And so I'm like, I'm all in, let's settle amongst the Germans, you know? And so we started looking for a, a place to, to see if we could buy a place or rent a place. And, you know, I just, and, and through, you know, just, we weren't able to, to afford a place there or, or anything like that. But just thinking about it this way, you know, how much of a bastard I would have been coming into that community, which was the fruit of faith and heritage of German Catholics. You know, the whole town runs around this Catholic community. I wouldn't have gone to the Catholic mass. I wouldn't have gone to the Catholic events. I wouldn't have gone, sent my kids to the Catholic school. I wouldn't have donated to the Catholic whatever. And it's like, you bastard. You just wanted to come here and eat their fruit, but not water their root. You know, that, that's the reality of, of faith and heritage that we need to understand is that we can, we can, honor what someone has built the fruit of like, yes, I want this, but then we go and trash their root. You know, we trash who they are that, that actually made that thing, you know? So I've got a lot of respect for, for the based Catholics. Praise God for them. Um, 
Henry Parks, welcome, brother. One and two kings are based. Andrew Quinn, welcome, brother. Viva Franco. Viva España. DVG, welcome, brother. Um, let me go on there. I like the Mormons. Yeah, you know what I like? And again, it's this whole thing. The Mormons have incredible gamma. You know, their universities, they're struggling right now. BYU is going through a huge woke attack, clown attack. Um, and it's like, no, it's O'Sullivan's law. Any group that is not explicitly right-wing in its founding and in its operations will drift leftward. And so the Mormons now are struggling with their own wokeism and their own clown world infiltration. And praise God for the Desnat guys, you know, the, the desert, Deseret nationalists. And it's like, what a bunch of based absolute kings, you know, all having 10 wives and 100 kids. And uh, most of them don't. They're, they're, they're single wife guys. But like if they did want 10 wives and 100 kids, like praise God for them. Like Bodinasi is the Afrikaans. <laughs> the Afrikaners have the saying called Bodhi. Every time a guy has a baby, they're like Bodinasi, which means build the nation. <laughs> it's a really great uh a really great little thing going on there. Uh, Livy Vanda, we need to work together, the based ones. Yep. DVG, that's it. Stop holding people to their woke contemporaries and, and start celebrating their based kings because their based kings are soon going to get kicked into the desert, you know, and, and it's like, well, welcome to the desert, brother. Want to join our diaspora? Uh, DVG, I feel like I have more in common with right-wing pagans than woke liberal Christians. And we do. You know, a lot of times we share uh, heritage, we share natural grace. And so it's just a matter of respecting them. You know, and a lot of guys, they'll respect us based Christian guys because they're like, yeah, you're not trying to wokey scold me. Or you're not some fag soft pastor who's trying to uh, tell me that I need to convert when you're the one who's burning in, in, in temporal hell. You know, they tell me I'm going to burn in eternal hell. You're burning in temporal hell. Your life is a piece of crap. <clears throat> John Noel, welcome, brother. Uh, Scott, been watching a bunch of videos. Great stuff. Uh, appreciate your faith and encouragement to not get sidetracked by all the news cycle. Yeah, thanks, brother. Good to have you along. Jared, DVD, that's why I've come to question woke Christian sincerity. Um, DVD, to ally with those that are taking full advantage of God's common grace than those woke Christians that are turning their backs on special grace of the gospel, muddying streams. Right-wing pagans through common grace and woke Christians are turning back on the tenets of scripture and the sincerity of many of their online groups beats that of the woke big Ava any day. And, you know, here's the thing we can learn from the pagan guys is not to, they are building a tribe they're, they They have no issue with tribe. They have no issue with tribalism. And us Christian boys are starting from negative. You know, we're, we're in debt. We're so far we're so far denounced tribalism of, as sinful and like, oh, God, punish us. We just need to be individual lobsters. Whereas these pagan guys are ahead of us on this track of tribalism and in-group preference uh, and not caring what the clowns think uh, and almost being a bit more patriarchal, a bit more harsh, a bit more masculine, a bit more rough and direct and missional uh, than us soft priestly boys. You know, because uh, we've said this in past streams. All of us Christian boys, our heart is just to please the Lord. Like, God, I'll do anything for you. And so we're, we're memed into thinking that we have to become priests. We have to, we have to build our life into the priestly domain, the, the ministry domain. And we end up losing the roughness, the hardness, the, uh, the violence required of ministry, of, of uh, media, economy, and governance. 
And so we're just all here, little Jacob's tent boys. You know, Jacob was a, a man about the camp, whereas Esau was rough and out in the world. Um, you know, and a lot of gamma Christians would be like, well, Scott, that's because we're holy and they're not. And it's like, that's the job of a priest is to sanctify <laughs> the unholy men, you know, lead us to sanctification. But, but we need the rough men. You need the Jehu. You need the Elijah. You need the David, the Jonathan. You need the Abraham. You know, we're devoid of, well, we're not devoid. We're, we're, we're all here. 7,000 of us. We're back. The diaspora is online, boys. Praise God. Yep. David in the desert mindset. You know, that's, it's a, a huge thing for us is welcoming other outcasts. You know, so there's David out in the desert, the FBI, the CIA, CNN, uh, the IRS, they're all out to get him, right? And not only are they out to get him, they're getting his family. They're reprising his family. So his, his dad and his brothers had to, to flee to come to him, right? They probably lost the family lands, lost the family property, the IRS, uh, repossessed everything. Um, you know, federal agents went and bust up his local place. And now everyone hates the, 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 de- the family of, uh, what is his dad's name? Jesse. You know, the family of Jesse is now just trashed, run through the mud, bloody white nationalist. KKK, you know, supremacist. That's probably what, what they were telling everyone, you know? And, um, and so there he is out in the desert and, and dudes start finding their way through the woodwork to him, you know, 400 dudes. Were they 400 priests? Were they 400 good little Christian boys who've never done a thing wrong, who are wearing their sweet pastel polos and cocky slacks, you know, about, about 50 pounds overweight because they've been eating too many potlucks at the church, you know, it wasn't those boys. <laughs> it was 400 outcast, rough, violent men. They're like, you're, you're our captain now. And David's like, welcome to the desert, boys. I'll take what I can get. <laughs> and he made them mighty men. You know, when 10 years, 12, 13, 14 years, whatever it is later, when he comes into, into the palace, when he comes into control of CNN, when he comes into control of the IRS and the FBI and the CIA, who does he appoint as all of his heads? It's the guys who are out there with, for, with him, the rough man. He's like, you're going to be the head of the FBI. You're going to be the head of CNN. You're going to be the head of the IRS. It's all of his dudes who are out there. It wasn't all the little Christian priestly boys who were keeping themselves clean. I'm like, oh, I won't choose between Saul and David. Oh, no, no, I'm a priest. Uh, I, you know, we just stay out of politics. I, I don't choose between Saul or David. You know, fr- fr- I mean, I, I, you know, frankly, honor Saul, honor the king. I honor Saul. You know, I, you know, if push comes to shove, like we're with Saul, you know, because David just had some mean, some mean Psalms, you know, he was psalming some mean stuff and just tone, you know, just the tone was, you know, what he was saying was fine, but the tone, you know, so it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the, the soft squeaky clean on the, you know, and, and even Jesus, when he comes to the Pharisees, he's like, you bloody whitewashed tombs, you know, you're all clean, you're squeaky clean on the outside. But on the inside, it's dead men's bones. It's rotten. It's there's no life there. It's a bunch of death, you know. And he chooses bloody Peter, this rough, violent fisherman failure. You know, he uh, he couldn't couldn't do pretty much anything God wanted him to do, <laughs> or Jesus wanted him to do. He was uh, he was pretty disobedient, pretty rough, pretty boisterous, and Jesus loved the guy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he discipled him. He didn't just let him be Peter. He discipled him. 
He, he's like, Peter, right now, this is where you're heading. See Giga Chad over there. Me. See me? I, I'm Jesus Giga Chad. You're heading there. You're plotting slowly but surely to the end of your life. You're going to be Jesus. You're going to be the image of Jesus. You know, Jesus is rising and ascending and, and going back to heaven after his resurrection. And I'm sure Peter's like, don't leave me, Giga Chad. And Jesus is like, man, I'm going high so that you can you can look and, and you, you, you be Giga Chad on earth now. And, Jesus, and Peter's like, me? And he's like, yeah, man, you're, you're my guy. You're my guy now. You're my Giga Chad here. And he's like, I'll do anything for you, Jesus. It's a way to, it's a way to think about it. John Knoll, Jacob was based. He was the man, main faithful in his father's house until God allowed him to build his house. Yeah, you know, Jacob was, Jacob was first a gamma, which is it's such a great story for all of us. He was first a soft soy boy. A little lying, conniving, manipulating little bitch. And uh, betrayed his brother, betrayed his dad, you know, had an unhealthy relationship with his mother. Uh, he was betrayed by his father-in-law, his wife, you know, he had crap marriages. <laughs> he, he was classic soy boy Christian pre-encounter with God, right? He has an encounter with God and God literally has to give him a, 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 a beating and say, no longer are you going to be a deceiver. No longer are you going to be a gamma soy boy. Now you're a patriarch, a prince. Now you're a prince of God, a king that I am king of. And now you, you change how you act. You plod along this line now to be Giga Chad. And, and he was just based from that moment on. It was just absolutely based. And that's it. You know, you look at Abraham, you look at Jacob, you look at David. You know, so many of us, we fear this priestly purity spiraling of like, oh, you made a mistake. You're out, buddy. You know, 10 years I've been trying to be an elder or a pastor or a missionary or a worship leader. And like, oh, you know, <laughs> you smoked a cigarette and the ladies group saw you. You're out, bucko. You know, whatever the little uh, priestly purity spirals are in your church movement, you know. And it's like, sorry, guys. Like, you know. 90% of us are not called to be priests, uh, pastors, missionaries, worship leaders. Like we're called to be here in these domains of economy, uh, media, and government. And it's like, man, Abraham messed the heck up. Jacob messed up. David messed up. And it's like, you know what? Their hearts were after God. And they're like, God, I've sinned against you. And then they carry on crushing. They carry on crushing. They carry on crushing. And then they mess up and like, oh, God, I've sinned against you. And they carry on crushing. You know, Peter. Freaking denies Giga Chad Christ in the flesh. He looked Christ in the eyes and he lied and denied about him. And it's like, and, and you see what happens. Judas went and hung himself. Despair, nihilism, fold, hang yourself. And thank God Peter didn't. Because Jesus comes back to him and he's like, you know, and, and he's like, basically, God against you, I have sinned. And then he carries on crushing. He goes and crushes. And that's the God we serve. He's a God who loves us. You know, we, we fall, we mess up, we look up into, into God's eyes and like, God, against you, I have sinned. And then we carry on crashing because he's, he loves us as his sons. You know, and that's the role of the priest, of the pastor, is to sanctify these rough men. Is to say, hey, man, you know, what are you struggling with? What are you going through? What are the struggles on your heart with, with being clean with God? You know, and there's sanctification that goes on. By the blood of Jesus, you know, we can literally forgive sins. It's in, it's in scripture of like, I forgive your sins. And it's like, 
that's what these rough men need is to know that they're forgiven. You know, all of us, we need to know that we're forgiven. Like, whoa, like God isn't holding my sins against me. No. Whoa, God isn't cursing me and punishing me. No, God loves you. You know, God sees you as his son, as his guy. And he wants to be in, in communion with you as you go crush. You know, that was Adam in the garden. He was literally crushing the serpent under his feet in the garden. Just making a beautiful freaking farm. Just finding out about composting, finding out about rain, finding out about like nuclear fission probably, you know, and just like absolutely crushing with the Lord. It said the Lord would come and walk with him in the cool of the day and see what he has done and be like, wow, God, I did this. Do you see this? And like, wow, Adam, you figured out composting. Good boy. Look at you. And oh, thanks, dad. Like figured out composting. You know, like that was literally our design, you know, and, and now we're like so afraid of God seeing me work. And it's like, no, no, no. God is pleased with your work. He's pleased with you working. He's pleased with you crushing the clowns under your feet. He's clean with, he's pleased with you bringing Eden to the chaos of clown world. Uh, John, yeah, instead of Esau wandering around hoping to find food, Jacob was building. Drongo, no coincidence, schools are all about everyone being unique and special boys, just a polished way of telling kids that they are alone. Yeah, you know, that's it. What is our specialness is that God loves us, but but we're in a family. We're in a lineage. We're in a heritage. We, we serve the dead behind us and the unborn in front of us. You know, exactly that, this whole thing of, of telling kids like you're you're just the special boy you're all alone like everyone else no one else matters but you uh jared time tone yeah tone it is funny you know if anyone tries to come and police your tone it is literally like yeah you're being effeminate man welcome brother the essential american soul is hard isolated stoic and a killer it has never yet melted. D.H. Lawrence. Henry Parks, illiterate fisherman, becomes vice chairman of Based Inc. <laughs> so really, and that's it, man. Like, I love this. I love this alternate view of scripture. You know, we need to start applying scripture to our, to our understanding. You know, it literally is illiterate fisherman <laughs> becomes vice chairman of Based Inc. Really good. Un-Canadian, the woke priestly boys make shrinking back a virtue. Strength and courage is sin to the upside down church. Thou shalt be nice. Yeah, man, totally. You know, and that's it. It's, it's because, you know, whatever we are, it takes humility to look at Giga Chad and be like, crap, I'm not Giga Chad. You've got two options. Either admire Giga Chad, admit that he's Giga Chad, and I'm going to start plodding towards that image. Or be like, well, actually being Giga Chad is immoral. Because he had to take performance enhancing drugs and and he's mean and, and he makes mean tweets. So being uh, fat and soy face is actually Christ-like. It's, you know, you have to either put in the work or justify why you aren't putting in the work, often by trashing the guy who put in the work. <clears throat> TVG, looking for the based among the pagans or other groups is like Jesus looking for faith rather than religious credentials in the centurion. And that's another great, man, that's another great thing there with a the centurion. The centurion comes to Jesus and he's like, you know, my, my daughter's sick or his servant or his, I can't remember whichever one it was. And Jesus is like, sweet, I'll come with you. And he's like, no, I am a man under authority and over authority. If I say to a man, come, 
he comes and if I say to a man, go, he goes. And he's like, I, I see that I am under your authority. You say the word and my servant will be healed. And Jesus is like, I have found faith on earth. I have found faith among a man. You know, and then he later says in, in, an, in his own town, a prophet is without honor. I could do no great works there because of their lack of faith, their disbelief. And that's so good. You know, he doesn't. Here's the thing with so many dudes who are not, you know, if you are in the ministry domain, yes, every opportunity, try sanctify someone. Yes, every opportunity, try get a guy saved and evangelize. But if you're not in the ministry, we get hit over the head every Sunday. Like you guys should be out ministering. You guys should be out evangelizing. And it's like, man, Jesus just healed a centurion's uh, servant, whatever. A centurion has institutional power over the government domain. Probably like, you know, wow, what an opportunity to get him saved. You know, did Jesus get him saved? And it's like, never, never talks about that. Dude, probably like God was like, I'm really pleased with that guy. And, and didn't say anything, you know, was there a three point sermon on salvation to the centurion? You know, it's like, come on guys. So by all means, the priestly guys, yes, you should be, but it's like, take that expectation off you guys by your works, display God by your crushing the clap chaps, bearing the sword is a ministry unto God and unto your people. Roman uh, is it Romans 13. Anyway, wherever it is, bearing the sword is a ministry. You know, so it's like crushing in your domain, crushing the clowns. You know, if you make, if you make a town that is peaceful and prosperous, no crime, no demographic warfare, no gangs, no babies being aborted, no drugs, no unemployment, no poverty, no mainstream news. And, and you have like a hundred families or a thousand families come to stay there. Is that not a ministry to them, you know, to maintain order and peace and prosperity in this society? Is that not a ministry? You go to Africa, man, and it's terror, terror in the streets, poverty, violence, because there's no righteous men bearing the sword. There's tons of righteous men sharing the gospel. There's tons of righteous men, you know, getting people saved. There's no righteous men bearing the sword, bringing peace, bringing order, crushing the clowns, crushing the devil under their feet. That's what is needed, sorely needed. Red Sneakers, welcome, brother. Right, and the next line, I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and will take their places at the feast with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, and that's us, brothers. Praise God. Praise God. But yeah, just encourage, chaps, you know, don't black pill. Don't, uh, don't, don't outrage, <laughs> laugh, be joyful because we've got our diaspora. We've got our local area, our local people. And it's like, oh, Scott, you know, like message someone. Anytime you outrage, message someone today, call someone today, email someone today, go do 50 push-ups today, go crush your domain today. You know, there's things we can do uh, to just prove that we don't care about the clowns. We're happy in the desert. God will, God will bring us into the palace when the time is right. But we don't waste our time in the desert. We're building in the desert. We're uh, crushing with rough men in the desert. Un-Canadian. Uh, Jesus' ministry through par <clears throat> parables were conscience or who it would attract and repel. Truth has in-group preference. TVG. I bet the Africans would rather have a good man bearing a sword 
rather than another missionary. Yeah, full on, man. Full on. Praise God, brothers. Have a good one. Love you, boys. And uh, we're all going to make it.